Hey everybody, it's that time again. That's right, Believe Sports Business Sports Media. Also heard, of course, on pod clips around the world. I am Fred Wallen. You can email us at sportsfred at aol.com, sportsfred at aol.com, along with Art Source, former kicker for the Rams and the Trojans of USC, and he's now back in Pennsylvania running Galaxy Sports for much of his life. He was in Southern California. You know, when you start doing these shows, you get some idea earlier in the day or the day before how you're going to open. But, uh, folks, we're going to have to open with COVID one more time, and I'm going to tell you why, COVID in sports one more time. Artie, I don't know if you heard this, but on WEI radio yesterday, Hunter Renfro from the Red Sox indicated that uh, the Red Sox were told by Major League Baseball not to test anymore, just cure the symptoms, just uh, take care of the symptoms, do not test anymore. They had eight or ten guys out. Now, Major League Baseball says that's not true. I wasn't there. However, between Hunter Renfro and Major League Baseball, I'm leaning toward the outfielder. Your thoughts? Well, i got to tell you, that if that is part of the whole problem here, and we've talked about this, Fred, on numerous occasions, you know, to try to find the real truth nowadays, you have to go <laughs> so many layers of crap. I mean, when are we going to realize that the greatness of the United States of America was, was transparency and just do what's proper. Hey, the way they used to do it in the old days, Fred, you had a 40-man call up in September. You had plenty of guys that could play. Now they have increased the roster by one player. Come on, Manfred, what are you doing? All right, who, who do you believe, Major League Baseball or Hunter Renfro? I believe Hunter Renfro. I absolutely <laughs> do. I so what's got? Rob Manfred as far as I can throw him. You know, we've talked about this, you know, moving toward uh, college uh, football with the Pac-12 and other conferences saying that you're now going to forfeit a game. And we indicated, I think we indicated last couple of weeks that there isn't a team, there isn't an athletic director, there isn't a coach on earth who's going to admit uh, a COVID case. Uh, so they forfeit a game. They're just going to say that somebody's uh, out for an injury. This is the same circumstance. I, I just, uh, well, folks. Well, here's the good thing about college football, Fred. You had all these kids who got a free year. You have six-year seniors playing college football this year. Yeah. Your team, UCLA, is benefiting from that in, a, in an incredible way. And i got to tell you, they're one of the top ten teams in the country. And they came out of nowhere because they got to return all their players. They went and they played that trans, transfer portal the way it's supposed to be done. They got that running back, Charbonnet, who I think is just fabulous. The kid looks unbelievable. How did Michigan let him go? But that's the bottom line. But you have 110 kids now on these college rosters. They're able to deal with the COVID problem. But baseball not allowing the 40-man traditional guys to get called up, that's ridiculous in this situation. You mentioned Chauvinet. He's from Southern California. He wanted to come home. And during the COVID thing, of course, last year it was very tough. So I think that's why. He left the Wolverines, although, I mean, you know, he might have liked UCLA when they recruited him originally. And he, as you said, I think off the two games, I mean, it's hard to stop. Uh, not only can he can run, he can catch the ball, too. And uh, uh, he's hard to knock down. That's all I can tell you. All right. So the, that's the first. Brown is a good back, too. Yeah, Brown's a good back also. And uh, OK, so that's the first COVID story. How about the second one? You know, I assumed incorrectly again that Levi Stadium in Santa Clara, California, would, of course, force people to show some proof that they took 
the uh, allergy that they took the shots or uh, wear a mask or something. Basically, they're asking you to uh, just do what you feel like. But I mean, they, they oh, want no, you to wear. They want you to, you to tell the truth that when you walk through yeah. the gates, that yeah. you've had this, you've, you've you've had the jab. Yeah. Uh, so so now outside, you don't have to wear masks because how many people are going to tell the truth? Very few. And uh, the bottom line is, I'm going nuts here. I mean, what are we talking about? You know, we're probably 12 months back, worse off now than we were then as far as the uh, uh, degree of uh, number of cases. And by the way, you know, Sandy and I were almost ready to go back to the gym, and we thought it was still outside. It was outside and inside, and we could have just stayed outside. But I called yesterday, and even with this going in, going on, the gym is just inside, so we're not going again. So it's like there's no way to win. I mean, it's like they're doing the best yeah. for the gym. It costs more to move things out and back in, and it takes their time, or whatever the case might be. But I'm not going so indoors. Santa Clara, County, Santa Clara County has said we're going to take the fans' word for it that they've been, you know, they've taken the, the first or the second shot or the one shot. That's ridiculous. That's the most... The asinine thing I've ever heard of, Fred. But you know where we put that one under? The category we always talk about. Starts with a G, ends with a D. Yeah, and again, but you know, folks outside of San Francisco, outside of Northern California, presume, hey, Northern California is different. Uh, they'd come clean. Uh, you know, they, they're more liberal on issues. And so in this case, they'd force you to get the shot because of the fact that we don't want you to spread it to other people. And we find out, basically, they're not forcing you to get the shot. They're going to go by your word. And then, of course, uh, they're going to let you in in either case. The only difference is if you've taken this, if you say you've taken the shot, then you don't have to wear a mask. And if you haven't taken the shot, you have to wear a mask, which means like 5% of the folks will be wearing masks. And uh, if that. And weren't there a few teams, Fred, that were actually toying with the idea of, of saying, hey, if you'd like, we can give you the shot right now, put your mask on, take the shot, then go into the ballgame. What a great idea. I mean, to me, that would. That would solve both ends of the spectrum. You get people to be inoculated, to help them save. And we've talked about this, Fred. You have a seven times better chance with the shot, okay, than you do without the shot. That's why I made my decision. Came down to pure math, all right? I mean, I'm going to be 64 years old in two days, 124 on the radio, but that's just a different world. But the bottom line is, you know, I thought that was something that was important. That was a... Uh, a milestone, okay? Six times to seven times better chance of not getting COVID-19. That's good enough for me. Your birthday is 9/11. Yeah, can you imagine? <laughs> I did. I did not know that till I did not know that till this minute. Yeah, the reason that's. I mean, everybody has a birthday, but this is sort of weird because on Facebook, I've got friends, former friends, who used to do talk shows with me, who don't believe that the airplanes hit. <laughs> New York City or the Pentagon on uh, on 9/11/2001, and these are the and these are the same people, Artie. I swear to you, who are anti-vaccination. I mean, it's almost like a hundred percent. It's there's not like 50-50. The same people that don't believe the airplanes actually hit the. Uh, well, Fred, think, they come from a long line of people who like to stick their head in the sand and say there's nobody. <laughs> Folks, I, you know, again, I didn't want to open with COVID. I swear. But again, when you hear about Levi Stadium 
And you hear Hunter Renfro go on WEI saying that Major League Baseball told the Red Sox after about eight or ten cases, don't tell any, don't test anymore, just to cure the symptoms, which means, folks, they're hiding it, and it's it's driving me nuts. It's just beyond belief. And again, this you know this is the first night of the National Football League, and so I'm saying to myself, how many people are going to be together tonight as the, uh, okay, let me ask you a question, Fred. Uh-huh. Uh, Zach Martin, who's a real good offensive lineman for the Cowboys, right? he spent the last 10 days right. with his offensive line teammates. Right. Now, I played football. Those guys are closer than, bu- than best buddies and brothers. So you're telling me that there was no contract tracing, contact tracing between anybody else on the offensive line? <laughs> Again, you know, watch, hard to watching the, uh, the the four episodes of Hard Knocks, uh, they didn't mention that at all. I mean, it was not mentioned at all. They're hiding the fact. And another story. I, I don't know if you like Hard Knocks. I've always enjoyed it. But the I best, love it. I absolutely love it, Fred. The, but but the best the game, I think they do a great job with it. But the best part for me has always been after the final exhibition game, the coach talking to a player, hey, you made the team or you didn't make the team. This year with the Cowboys, they never did that. Why not? I remember I remember the one where Jeff Fisher had to sit in front of the one kid. And then last year, the, co- the, the coach of the uh, Chargers who got, who got fired, he, he had the one. Anthony Lynn, end, right. You know, the tight end got all mad at him. And, right. Yeah, that, that was the, one of the great parts of that series was watching guys who had planned their whole life of playing in the NFL and they couldn't get through the, you know, the final cut. Hey, I got cut four times from the NFL. I know the feeling, you know, and, and what people don't realize is, you know, at the time there were 24 teams when I was playing and I felt like I was maybe the 26th or 27th best kicker, but you know, that, that didn't help me at that time. But, you know, a lot of teams would then you, you'd go through waivers and then they'd pick you up to kick on the, on the, uh, they called it the taxi squad, which is sure. now the developmental squad. Right. Because they didn't want the kickers out there kicking all day and blowing their leg out for punt returns, kickoff returns, and all that. So I got to be on some rosters and, and hang around for a while doing that. And, uh, you know, I just, I feel bad for that. I mean, because that was something that really touched people at an elemental level. Because, you know, to get that close, to be a college star, to, to have that chance, and, and, you know, you realize it's a numbers game. And the one thing the NFL did do correctly this year, I'll give them credit, they enhanced the, the, uh, the, that players, you know, the, whatever they want to call it now, the, the, the squad where they can, you know, practice and stuff. Right. They brought that from 7 to 16, yeah. knowing full well that the guys are going to come down with COVID. So we're talking 69, and and uh, Dallas had 82 players going to the last weekend of the season, exhibition season. So they were going to cut 13, and they did not run that. They did not show that, and I don't know why, but it's always been the best part, in my opinion. And as Artie just said, I agree. it's been the favorite part of his, too. So, uh, folks, you're listening to Believe Sports, Business Sports Media. Also heard, of course, on pod clips around the world. You can go to any of the apps and, and listen to us. You can email us at sportsfred at AO.com, sportsfred at AO.com. It's now 4.01 Pacific Daylight Time on Thursday. First uh, NFL game of the year. Uh, Tampa Bay's like seven, seven and a half, or eight, depending on where you're looking, over the Cowboys. Artie, who do you like? Well, the spread hit nine here early. Wow. Today. Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, and, and, 
you know, nine is just too many points for my taste, Fred. So I'm going to take the nine, and uh, and I'm also going to go with the over. I like the over as my bet. I'm really not that excited about the nine. I think if you're going to really make a smart bet tonight, I would take the over 52 because I think the NFL is going to put on a show. They're going to throw the ball around the yard. It's going to be wildly crazy because they got to sell, baby. It's all about sales. All right, I play fantasy, and uh, in one of the leagues I play with, the the number one fantasy guy gets double for all his points, and another one he gets one and a half. Between Brady and Prescott, who would you put in the Kings role or the uh, the Magic role uh, tonight uh, in that game? Well, I think I actually think the Cowboys might have great stats because I think they're going to fall behind early in the game, and I think that's going to force them to get away from Ezekiel and wing the ball around the field. You know, and they've got some great wide receivers. C.C. Lamb, they still have the kid from Alabama that can play. I mean, I, I just have a funny feeling Zach's going to have great numbers, but you know how numbers can be skewed because if you're down by two touchdowns, you really don't have time to, to sit back in the running game. So that's how I would look at it. But I'm right, still not sold as, as the, the health of Zach Prescott either. All right, let me ask you about Monday night's game because uh, – now, apparently, allegedly, uh, the Ravens have lost Dobbins and now Gus Edwards to ACL. They're both going to be out for the year. They signed Levy and Bill. You played in the pros. How quickly can a running back get his timing with Lamar Jackson or any other quarterback? Meaning, can he? is it like uh, he can do it overnight? Are you sure that Gus Edwards went down? Because yeah. I talked to a buddy of mine with the Ravens today, and I didn't hear that from him. Yeah, Gus Edwards went down, too. So they got uh, two ACLs out. And they didn't say he's out wow. for the year. They said Dobbins is out for the year. But, okay, so now you have neither running back on Monday night. How quickly can a running back, in your opinion, get the timing with a quarterback where they've never played before? Well, I will say this. Um, that offense is a little different from most offenses in the NFL. You know, with, with Lamar triggering it. I think that's going to be a tough situation for Baltimore. And, I mean, you know, they do have some guys that they used to have. I remember a running back from SC that was on the team, the war number 37. They've got some guys that played there the last couple, three years. I would think you'd put Le'Veon on the or Le'Veon Bell on the, uh, on the practice squad, let him have a couple weeks to get himself ready, and bring in one of the guys you had on the team from the last couple years because at least they'll understand the terminology and they'll know the plays. No, ori- ori- orig- originally when Dobbins went down and si- when they signed Levian, they did put him on the, the taxi Why squad. Why even in the game, Fred? Uh, well, uh, because you got to get some exercise. you got to get some timing down with only three exhibition games. I think, folks, I, I don't know, I think you got to play a little bit. Or uh, Again, we've talked about this. The first game and maybe the second game of the NFL season Basically, still the exhibition season, so we'll find out more about that. All right, let's talk about your Trojans of USC against Stanford on Saturday. Who do you like? The Trojans are a two-and-a-half touchdown favorite. What happened to the, the great David Shaw in the Stanford program? I mean, he took over from Jim Harbaugh. Things were looking fantastic. He had five, six years there with, you know, with McCaffrey, and, and you know they were rolling, and all of a sudden, the last two-and-a-half, three years, They've been terrible. I mean, they they put they they laid an egg in Ar- in Arlington, Texas, against Kansas State. Um, I, I don't know how to say this, Fred. 
But, I mean, I think SC might win that game by 30, 31 points. Folks, uh, agree with Art? Disagree? Email us, sportsfred at AO.com. Uh, sportsfred at AO.com. Before we go, Dodgers lose. Uh, again, we're taping this Thursday. It's now 4.06 Pacific Daylight Time. Dodgers lose again, this time 2-1. to one. They are now two and a half games behind the Giants. Three games in the loss column. Now it's getting serious. Now they're saying Kershaw's coming back Monday. Can the Dodgers uh, make a run, or the Giants just gonna just this year? It's their year. What do we got? About twenty games left. Yep. And they only have three against each other. They don't have any against each other. Not against each other. Right. Well, who set that schedule up? <laughs> <laughs> well, nobody That's thought that. Nobody thought the Dodgers have to play the Padres. Uh, at least three, but maybe six. I don't know, but but my my point being that nobody thought the Giants under Gabe Kapler no. would be playing this well. So okay, so now you're three games no, in the loss the column. Manager of the year in Major League Baseball. Right. I got to be honest with you, Fred. When the Dodgers pulled even with them and they had that three game series up in San Francisco, right? They had their chance, and you know I I even told you on the show a couple weeks ago I thought the Giants would go through that little lull. They had that lull, but boom. They came right back, and I got to tell you, they're shortstop. Um, he's not getting a lot of publicity. Crawford, but between yeah. Posey and their shortstop, um, who I think what's his name, Brandon uh, Craw- Crawford. Crawford, right? He's had a tremendous year, and I'm telling you, those two guys, coupled with the pitching staff, just have amazed me. And I mean, Kapler has just been fantastic this year. And I'll tell you one thing, I don't want to be the Dodgers playing a one-game series, you know, whether it's against Cincinnati or who, who you know, it might, it might even be the Phillies. It's going to be a tough situation, that one-game playoff. Padres have a chance, too. Brandon Crawford, the brother-in-law of Garrett Cole. Uh, Garrett Cole married Brandon Crawford's sister So uh, when they were at UCLA. All I know is I saw Garrett Cole at his press conference with the Yankees and Garrett Cole, Brandon Crawford's, Crawford's uh, sister is a gorgeous woman. <laughs> yes, she is. Uh, no question. I don't know if she hit as well as her her brother, but uh, she's she is a gorgeous uh, human being. No question. Any final word on uh, this uh, day's version of Believe Sports Business Sports Media Art Source? Well, I just you know I want to see what the ratings are going to be like for Thursday Night Football this year, because I have a sneaking suspicion, Fred. And this is Sports Business LA. I have a sneaking suspicion that the NFL is not going to be watched as much as a lot of people think they are. I just have a, I just have this this feeling. I don't know why. All right, let me throw you one quick question in. Tonight, the game's on NBC. Sunday, of course, on NBC. Do you think this is Al Michaels' last turn on NBC? I know ESPN wants him, and maybe Fox wants him, but I mean, I don't think he'll retire. But do you think this is his Sunday his uh, 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 adios uh, for Sunday night uh, football? I do. I absolutely do. I think Al will continue broadcasting. I listened to him on a CNBC interview today. He's a brilliant guy. He's, he's, he's an excellent, excellent announcer. He can do it all. And, I mean, he's 75 in, a, in an era like we always joke about. 75 now, if you take care of yourself, is like being 55 or 60 in the old days. Hey, you know, one other quick thing. I was just thinking that you know most of the announcers, play-by-play guys, uh, aren't traveling. Uh, they, they send a reporter, but that's about it, to like St. Louis in the Dodger case. Uh, I was thinking, 
that maybe Vin Scully, you know, he cut back and he ended up only going to like San Diego and San Francisco and I think maybe Denver. Uh, he could have maybe kept going if he only could go to do, do every game at Dodger Stadium and maybe he'd still be doing it at 93. Any thoughts? I'll tell you one thing. I'd like to hear Vince do a game, maybe a Sunday game. Yeah. You know, just you know, even if it was just once a week or once a month, just to the voice that, that I grew up with, you know, listening to throughout my entire lifetime. I just miss him. I mean, I listen to all these baseball announcers, and uh, you know, other than other than the, the announcer for the for the San Francisco Giants, John Miller, who I love. Right. There's very few out there that really can can do the the old fashioned nuts and bolts of broadcasting with the excitement. And, you know, the thing that people don't realize is that Vinny worked alone in the booth, which is unheard of nowadays. And, you know, I remember when Drysdale first came over to the Dodgers, you know, and, and Ross Porter always talked about that. He said, you know, you know, we'll go back and forth. And, and uh, you know, the O'Malley, Peter O'Malley didn't like that. He said, no, we have one guy in the booth, and you do the broadcast. And then when it's his, the other guy's turn, he does the broadcast. And, and it's worked for years. I mean, we started with Connie Desmond and Red Barber, you know, all the way down the line through then. So it's an interesting thing. I would love to hear Vin again, though. All right. Thank you very much, Scott. Thank you very much, folks. We'll see you next week right here on Believe Sports Business Sports Media, also heard around the world on PodClips. Bye, everybody. <laughs>